Welcome back to the At The Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Les Lukacs, joined today by one of our newest team members here at Prep Baseball California, Stephen Hardesty. Hardy, uh, we spent the weekend together at a few events, and we're going to jump into that right now. But first, you know, welcome to the team, man. Thanks, Les. Really excited to be a part of PBR California. Followed you guys for several years coaching and running around Southern California doing a bunch of different things at the college level and travel ball level. And really happy to be a part of the team here. Yeah, well, we're we're fired up to have you. And you know, we we you talk about the coaching. You know, your experience speaks for itself on the coaching uh, front and the evaluation front. So we're we're pretty darn excited to have you on board, man. So so again, welcome. So that all of our listeners uh, will will know Stephen Hardesty, part of the prep baseball family now here in California, but. Already busy weekend for us last weekend. Uh, typically, we use the first weekend in January to run our preseason all states, both our upper class and our underclass. This year, we uh, actually ran a preseason ID as well on the Thursday of last week. So uh, we did a Orange County preseason ID down at J. Sarah High School had roughly 45-ish or so players there. Um, some pretty good talent, top to bottom, I thought, Hardy, for uh, you know it being January 4th. What would you think? I thought it looked really good. I was really impressed, especially with some of the younger guys, the 26s and 27s that came out and just performed really well, especially, like you said, early January. Guys are starting to ramp back up after Christmas break, holidays and everything, and Guys came out and showed really well, especially early on when it was cold out. Yeah, man, I'm glad you brought that up because it was pretty darn cold <laughs> uh, down at J. Sarah in the morning where it, it typically gets cold down there. But, um, you know, I think we topped it later in the weekend and we'll get into that into a different podcast. But <laughs> but you're you're right. It, it was pretty chilly there. And, you know, despite the cold, uh, you know, bright, sunny day. So we avoided the rain, which was awesome. Uh, you know, and, and you talked about, you know, the 26s uh, and the 27s that, that really stood out to you in addition to some of the upperclassmen. Um, let's jump into that because uh, the first guy we're going to talk about is a 2027 out of Servite High School and, and Dylan Kemp. And, and, and you know, when you, when you see him, the first thing you notice are the squared shoulders, the chiseled frame, right? And, and then you talk to him and you realize, oh, my gosh, man, he's got, like, just like a, a little baby face, right? It's like, so yeah. immediately. I he was a 25 at first glance. Like, I'm like, oh, that's a good size, like, junior. Then you yeah. see him and you go, oh, man, that kid's a freshman. Right. You know, and then, and then you know, you, you get to talking to him a little bit and you find out he's a football player and then and then the showcase starts and you're just kind of like whoa like this is a kid who is gonna be or has a chance to be excuse me you know pretty freakishly good absolutely i mean it was one of the better all-around performances on the day between athleticism what he did on defense and just i what really impressed me was for a young guy how advanced his bp was he wasn't trying to air it out. He was just barrel to baseball, barrel to baseball, line drive through the middle of the field, and it comes off pretty firm for a younger guy. Yeah, well, he started the day off with the six seven seven sixty, and again, you know, with like forty two degree temps, and you know, we were out. That was the second one of the day. Yeah, that was the second time he had to run an early one, and then he came back and popped that thing, and it was. I mean, you watch it on video, and it's an easy 6-7. Like, there's more in there. 
Oh, a- a- absolutely. He, he he was really impressive from that front. And then you talk about the BP and you know what I what what we told the guys. You know, hey, you're going to get a couple of rounds of BP. Show us what you can do. You know, use the whole field. You know, don't try to just pull them out. And again, for a freshman, I mean, he did just that, right? Like his first round was kind of oh, yeah. a little, little bit pull side middle. Second round was a little more, you know, middle uh, oppo. And I was kind of like, man, that that's a you know, fifteen year old freshman or a fourteen year old freshman doing some pretty advanced things. Absolutely, I mean, and he had a couple balls where they just carried right center, which, I mean, for a freshman to be able to backspin a ball to that opposite gap and the way he did it was really impressive. You know that if he decides, hey, I'm going to let one loose, he can jump ship to the pull side pretty easy. Yeah, and he's he's strong for his frame, yeah. but, you know, the athleticism really stood out. I mean, the hand speed at 22 miles an hour, the, you know, well above average rotational acceleration from the blast sensors that we got. I mean, that is, it makes it really easy to dream on his abilities, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you And you watch him move around in the outfield. I mean, it's super smooth. It's athletic. His throws were online. I know he puts himself down as a second baseman. I would actually be really interested to see him work on the infield mm-hmm. because he moves really well in the arm slot that he throws from. I could see him being a guy that could play some second base too. You know, yeah, I was a little bummed he didn't work out there. He did the workout in in the outfield and didn't slide over into the infield, unfortunately, because, again, you're right. I mean, I think the athleticism, the arm, and, and just the his instincts alone, I think, would really play up on the infield. Completely agree. So he was definitely a standout. You know, there were some other guys there, too, uh, especially in that 27 class. Another one that jumped out to me was Damian Cordero. 27 middle infielder shortstop out of Yakaipa High School. What'd you think of him? Man, I, I liked him, I think, as much as you did. And, you know, this, I mean, he, you get the impression that, you know, he might be, you know, one of the next ones there at Yukaipa that's a program that just churns them out right year in and year out. And, <laughs> uh, I mean, what he showed uh, defensively during the workout was, I think, as a probably as impressive as anyone um you know the rhythm to the feet the way his the way he moves a little smaller frame right but the way he moves his frame i mean it's very athletic there's no wasted movements you know it's step and go it's collect the ball get rid of it uh you know i think potentially he has a chance to you know stay at first base um you know i'm sure he'll start at second down there uh and then potentially move over to the the shortstop position uh, but, you know, this is a guy who, despite the smaller frame and, you know, still has a ton of room for growth. I mean, he put up some pretty good numbers. Again, you know, we talk about that hand speed that we collect from blast. I mean, 22 miles an hour is pretty darn good for a freshman. It's pretty darn good for a senior, uh, let alone a freshman, you know. And then, you know, then the sneaky pop. I mean, that that's kind of what my, what my notes said was, you know, sneaky pop, sneaky pop. Yep. And then sure enough, you know, the, the exit below numbers, you know, they, they say that, right? Oh, absolutely. 89.9 on the max. And, I mean, he caught my eye. He was, like we talked about, he was showing a good approach, middle of the field. And then on his last two swings, he let it loose, and he drove a ball off the wall. And then he jumped ship, pull side over the fence. And it was like I had to double take my notes (laughs) to go, 
was that really him? And I'm like, that was him. I mean, you're talking 5'9", 145 freshman, and he put it out, and it wasn't a max effort swing. It's not like he sold out for it. It was just, I'm going to turn on one here. And there it went. And he got this little smile and knuckled him up as he's walking out. And goes, <laughs> you know you got that one, right? He smiled, and he's like, did I? I was like, yeah, you did. And then he walked away, big old beam on his face. It was pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's that was a pretty fun part of the day. The whole VP session uh, was was a really fun part of the day. So I mean, I I think you know Cordero's got a chance there at at Ukaipa, and you know sticking with that twenty seven class, uh, we were we were given a treat, if you will, with this next young man, Elijah Kwan, out of Sierra Canyon. You know, uh, outfield left-handed pitcher. You know, left-handed hitting outfielder. Um, you know, he flashed a lot of exciting tools, or or a lot of exciting potential uh, for those tools. Maybe a better way to put it. But uh, you know, this is a kid that that just kind of is is oozing you know potential at this point as only a freshman. Oh, absolutely agree. I mean, you look at the frame, 5'11", 175, and it's not lean. Like, it's got some strength to it already, but he's only going to get stronger as he starts to mature and turn some of that little bit softness that's there now into muscle. Then you watch him run, and you're kind of seeing, you know, 27s. They're 7'3", 7'4", 7'5", good run times. They might get into that 7'2". Comes out and runs a 7'06", and it was nice and easy then he goes out in the outfield and he's moving around well, feet work, and then he pops an 84 on his arm velocity. And it's not like he's long in the back trying to throw it all over the place and carry it. They're online, one hop with carry. Really impressive outfield work. And the swing, I mean, he does a little double tap, kind of Sammy Sosa style, steps back, works into the ball. First round, you could tell there's a little bit of nerves there. He missed a couple balls, and all of a sudden he squared one up on, I think, about the third or fourth swing of the round, and then it just took off from there. It was line drive, line drive, lifted a couple balls to the pull side where you're like, okay, this kid's got a chance to be pretty special. Yeah, I mean, after the BP, though, I think the thing that impressed me the most was his routes, his footwork, and his (laughs) arm in the outfield. I mean, because... You know, we, we sent him deep into that corner for that throw to second. And, I mean, he made that throw on a line from the deepest corner at J. Sarah, which, you know, in and of itself was pretty darn impressive. Uh, you know, then he comes up with just some lasers, you know, out to de- back to home plate. And, you know, this is a guy, again, at another, you know, loaded program uh, that's going to have a chance, I think, to play, you know, if not this year, certainly next year uh, as a sophomore there uh, at Sierra Canyon because the tools all currently flash for a freshman in high school they're above average right i mean you would agree oh, with easy. that i mean for easy. a high school i mean we're talking 22.5 on the hand speed he got up to 89.1 on his exit velocity and again it wasn't like he was selling out for that he got there pretty easily yeah i mean so again i mean for a high school freshman his <laughs> tools are currently above average right we'll see how that plays out over the next three four years uh but currently as a again as a high school freshman uh his tools really really stand out absolutely completely agree so he was another really good 27 and then you you shift into the 26 class and it was just as good on the 26 (laughs) side as it was on the 27 and we started off with ronnie martinez from la mirada high school 
really good program down there. And it just looks like another guy that's going to come in and really help that program stay where it's at. What do you think of him? Oh, man, I love this guy. I love this guy so much that after the event, I texted Jimmy Zern, his head coach. I just said, Ronnie Martinez, period. Love him. (laughs) You know, and and so so he was just that fired Jimmy up. uh, and, And, you know, but I mean. Again, another guy from a another program, right? You know, that we, we yeah. talk a lot about these programs in Southern California, not just teams. I mean, these are programs. And, I mean, at La Mirada High School, Ronnie's going to really have an opportunity. What impressed me uh, was not only his 686 speed in the 60, but his BP was, I thought, some of the best on the day. Um, you know, just like – just feel for the barrel, the ability to catch the ball out front, the ability to use the pull side and the oppo, uh, you know, the ability to go up the middle. He kind of showed it all. Um, you know, I don't think he had one bad swing during his two rounds of BP, uh, at least not one that I noted. Uh, you know, I don't it's remember a, one. It was a lot of really pretty swings. Yeah, man, and it's just like a simple, simple load. The the hands are fast through the ball. Uh, you know, and it's just. It, it was really impressive for, you know, a 2026, again, who's going to have an opportunity, uh, you know, to, to play a lot at La Mirada here in the next couple of years. Completely agree. I mean, it looks like defensively with the athleticism, he's going to stand out in the center field and be really good out there. And that alone would make him a, a very good player. And then, you like you said, you talked about the BP and just how easy the swing was, the feel for the barrel. I don't think he left the yard, but he didn't miss, miss by much. He hit a couple off the wall that were just, you go, okay, year down the road when he's a junior, a little more strength to the frame, he's going to be putting balls out pretty easy to that pull side. Yeah, he, he he's, he's, he's going to be a fun one to watch, particularly as the body continues to develop and grow and, and you know, get a little more physical because if he's able to do that now, uh, you know, it's easy to dream on his potential moving forward. Absolutely. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, Another 26 there um, that we had down at uh, the OCID here, former future gamer in uh, Zeke Lara at a modern day. You know, I've seen Zeke a lot. I saw him a bunch last spring. You know, we obviously saw him a bunch at uh, the Future Games. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is this was your first time seeing him, correct? This was my first time. I've seen a yeah. lot of video of him on social, but seeing it in person, it was one of those where you just go, oh, it's even better than it is on video. Yeah, I mean, you know, put on your evaluator's hat here and, and you know, and give us the breakdown uh, you know, after your first viewing of Zeke, Lara. I mean, the first thing you notice, like you said, we started with BP on the day and we got in there and he starts with the low handset. And I'm sometimes not a fan of guys that have their hands real low. And then all of a sudden he loads. It's simple. It's quiet. And then it's explosive. And I'm a sucker for a left-handed hitter. I love oh, yeah. <laughs> left-handed swings. And his was just like, I actually looked down at one point and realized I hadn't taken any notes in his first round because I just got completely lost in watching the swing and the feel for the barrel. You know, hand speeds at 22 mile an hour on the blast. He used 86.2 on his average exit velocity. Not his yeah. max, his average. It was just line drive after line drive. And then all of a sudden, the second round, he decided to let it loose a little bit. 
Went 93-1. I know he hit one that carried really well to right field. I mean, it looks the part of what you would say a high-impact bat at the next level because he's just got that natural feel for what he's doing in there. Yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much what we saw of him all last spring and, you know, definitely into the uh, the future games as well. Um, you know, what what's impressive is I, I just feel like he just keeps getting better. Um, you know, like his pitch recognition, and this obviously we didn't play a game at this thing, but his pitch recognition is pretty far advanced, like for, for a kid his age. Um, and I think like that, mental element of the game that the kind of the intellectual part of the game is starting to seep into other parts of his game uh and i think that's what's really exciting about him you know you, you talked about the the average exit below you know his top was a pull side you know 93 miles an hour uh you know and this is a guy that can go get it too with the strong outfield arm mm-hmm. uh, you know with some accuracy as well i mean he ran a 6860 um, you know, which is about what he was last summer as well. So, uh, you know, if there, if there's one area, it's, you know, Hey, get faster. But I think, you know, <laughs> you know every, every right, right. But you know, everyone wants to get faster. Right. So it's yeah. like, yeah, you're, you're, you're in the same boat as everybody. I mean, but this is a guy, I, I mean, look, I mean, this guy was, you know, all Trinity league uh, as a freshman. Right. And, <laughs> and, you know, you don't, that's nothing to sneeze at. And this is a guy who, you know, hit over 300 in the Trinity league as a freshman. So that tells you what kind of hitter he is. Um, and, you know, I think the sky's the limit here uh, for Zeke. And, and, you know, I think he's got uh, potential for coming back to the future games with us uh, this summer as well, which is, I mean, from my standpoint, pretty darn exciting. Yeah. I think the one thing to hit on with him was you talked about, we didn't play a game, but that approach, the BP that was being thrown, was it was firm. It was good, mm-hmm. and you could see some guys. It took him a couple pitches to get comfortable with the velocity that was coming at him. He stepped in, first pitch, didn't even take a pitch, and it was just line drive. It wasn't even like he had to get adjusted. His feel for what he was doing once he got in there against what was probably firmer than what most kids see in BP was really impressive because a lot of guys got in there and took one, two, three pitches to get comfortable with it. He came in, mm-hmm. boom, barrel off the bat. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to Nate Alamo out of El Dorado for the BP. Um, and, and, you know, he always asks, right, like, hey, are we going, you know, do, do how do we want to do this? We want to go firm? We want to go? And I said, dude, just throw it in there, right? You know, and, you know, like – you don't get to you know you don't get to tell the pitcher what you want to hit right so uh, you know like Absolutely. let's go and let's, it's a good look i mean yeah, it gives it, it the is. kids a feel for and i mean for me as an old college coach i'd rather go see a kid take some firm bp and maybe miss a few balls than seeing something floating right down the middle and he's just letting off bp swings i get to kind of see what his game swing is going to look like mm-hmm. when the bp's firm yeah yeah and so it was it was pretty impressive there from from lara um, but, uh, yeah, we'll move on, you know, a couple more guys here to talk about from the preseason ID and, um, uh, you know, a guy who we hadn't seen, uh, at a PBR event in, in a while, uh, but he, another 2026, an outfielder, this one, uh, Vincent Milo out of Santa Margarita, uh, when we last had Milo at an event, uh, was, I believe was our, our, one of our summer events and, 
know, he was a he was a a, a high level soccer player for a long long time, and you could kind of see the that in his baseball um, performances. You know, but I was chatting with him last week, and it, it you know he he's given up soccer to focus on baseball. Uh, and at 6'2", 185, running a 6'8", uh, with a pretty powerful outfield arm, you know, at least on the surface and tangentially, it looks like he may have made the right decision. Yes. I mean, that's <laughs> the first thing you see. You see the frame walk in and kind of like Dylan Kemp early. You look at it and it's like, oh, that's a pretty good junior-senior frame. You look at your notes and see it's a 26, and it's like, well, there – there's the check mark for the eye test. He passes that quickly. Mm-hmm. Then that soccer athleticism just translates over so well to the outfield. The feet are quick. He had pretty good routes out there. Um, the arm, actually, I don't think he let it loose on any of his throws, and he was still up to 81 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And online, I mean, he's a guy that looks like he can play all three spots out there. Um, stepped in for BP. I mean, the hands. That was the first thing I noticed they just explode. It's yeah. a really simple setup. And then when he goes, they're coming through at 25 miles an hour and the bat speeds up to almost 74 miles an hour. And it definitely looks to lift in the swing path and trying to get the ball up in the air. And he's got the strength to do it. He's got a, the strength that he can miss a ball and still beat an outfielder with it. He went up to 94, three on the exit velocity. You know, there's a little bit of rawness to him in the box. But the upside and the potential there, this kid, he's got it. Yeah, no, no doubt. And then I'm glad you touched on the footwork and the athleticism from soccer translating over because it is very apparent, you know, that he's not a baseball player, you know, who happens to be athletic. Uh, he's an athlete who happens to be playing baseball. Um, and this is a guy, again, you know, you, you don't have the kind of success in multiple sports that that he has had in the past, um, you know, with, without uh, being pretty athletic. And, and he certainly fits that bill uh, from an athletic standpoint. And again, you know, 6'2", 185, you know, something tells me that, you know, he may not be done growing, uh, certainly not from my uh, adding strength or mass standpoint. Uh, but, you know, there's potential, you know, we could be talking about by the time he graduates, you know, 6'4", 205 in the outfield. Now we're, you know, now you're cooking with gas, as they say, right? <laughs> you're lighting that fire up good with that. <laughs> I don't, I agree. I don't think he's done because if I remember right, I looked at his feet. Mm-hmm. And it didn't even look like he'd grown into his feet. He looks like he's got some pretty big feet on him, some puppies there. That it's like, okay, there's another inch or two in there. And the frame, I mean, at 185, and it's loose. Like, it's not stiff. It doesn't look rigid. So it's like he can pack another 15, 20 pounds on that frame. He could be a monster by the time. And he's going to go through Trinity League there with Santa Margarita Catholic. He's going to get tested and if he puts together some performances, it's a kid that's got a really bright future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Talking about bright futures, uh, you know, let's let, let's shift gears to another Trinity League school. Uh, you know, we'll go we'll go up uh, north of Santa Margarita a little bit over to Orange Lutheran. Uh, Gavin oh. Ho- Ga- Gavin Hoddle. <laughs> uh, you know, Gavin Hoddle is a guy we've seen quite a few times at some PBR events and obviously at Orange Lutheran, um, you know, a TCU commit, 
you know, 6'3", 205, that's the first thing that stands out to me yep. uh, when I see this guy and I realize that he's only a high school sophomore. Um, you know, the size, uh, then just the, the tool set that he has is, is pretty darn impressive. Absolutely. You know, the thing that caught me was, like you said, you see the frame, 6'3", 205. He goes in to run the 60, and I'm kind of curious to see, well, how well does he turn that frame over? What's the athleticism look like? And he runs a 7-2. I mean, it's for that age, it's a good average athlete. He's going to get quicker as he gets more body control and a little more strength to that 205-pound frame. Then, man, I, I'm going to skip over the BP. I'm going to let you take the batting practice because I want to talk about what he did defensively. Um, somebody dropped this one to me, and I thought it. I kind of laughed. I'm like, that's a pretty lofty comparison, but it's a good one. Um, looking like a Nolan Arenado in high school, just moving around at shortstop really well, 87 mile an hour velocity. And we saw some guys throw some good velocities across the infield. And a few of them wound up in the dugout. This was 87 miles an hour into the first baseman's chest mm -hmm. with just clean, easy, the feet work. And it's like, man, a guy that big, that physical shouldn't look that good at shortstop. And it does. And even if he slides over to third base in the future, he's got a chance to be an above, above average to plus defender over at third base. Oh, no question there. And then you talked about the arm. The thing that really intrigues me is when you watch the video again after seeing it live, just to kind of check yourself, if you will, you, <laughs> noti you notice that there's not a lot of effort behind that throw, no. right? It's just like he's just playing catch, and it's still coming off at 87. So It's, it's like, like a two-step, four-step pattern. He's not loading up on the backside. It's just natural fielding mechanics. It's like he's yeah. playing a game. Yeah, and it's not a 47-step crow hop like you see in some <laughs> of these showcase videos. Uh, you know, but it's it's – it's really, really impressive. And you talked about, you know, the, the BP and it was one of those deals where you talk about, you know, guys went in there, took a couple pitches to kind of get loose. You know, I think he took the first pitch and, you know, he, he swung at the next one. Then I think he swung through on the third one and he kind of stepped out, regrouped, you know, kind of smiled a little bit, goes back in and then it's like, okay, here we go. Boom. Boom, off the fence, yes. boom, to the track, you know, boom, to the track and center, you know, boom, a pull side homer. Uh, okay, come back in for the next round. Oh, okay, let me show you that I can go the other way. You know, right center field gap, right center field gap, a pull shot. And you're just kind of like, okay, I mean, this is a guy that understands what he's trying to do here, not just, you know, standing in the batter's box, swinging at pitches coming at him, right? Like he's actually trying to yeah, show a... you and he's trying to do things versus just getting off 10, you know, whatever, 20 swings that they got, right? Yeah, it wasn't, like you said, he wasn't looking to jump ship on every swing. It was, let me show you what I can do. Let me go backside with carry. Let me go pull side with carry. Let me go right back up the middle. But the thing you noted that really impressed me was it wasn't a clean start to the BP. He got in, you know, to, like you said, he took the first pitch, he mishit a ball, swung through one, and then he had the presence of mind to step back, they used to take a deep breath, got back in, and then it was, okay, that's why I'm a TCU commit. That's why I've got a chance to go play for a perennial college World Series team. It's not just the defense. As good as the defense is, I've got a chance to be an impact offensive guy too, and it lit up from there. 
Um, that was a real, like the 26 class again, it, it stood out just like the 27, but we get into our first arm of the day that we're going to talk on the mound, another Trinity league kid. And he was actually getting a pitch on his home mound. What do you got on Max Reimers out of J. Sarah Catholic? Yeah, man, I, I was, I was really impressed with, with Reimers, the, the younger Reimers brother, his brother, Ben is now at Stanford. Uh, after playing at J. Sarah, you know, two-way guy, uh, was solid in the outfield, I thought, right? I mean, the arm mm-hmm. worked. Uh, he moved well. There's good accuracy on the throws. Um, his BP was was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't, you know, wasn't eye-opening, but it wasn't one of those where like, ah, you know, this kid's got a long ways to go. Um, it was one of those where, yeah, this kid could help some teams win um, at the plate. Yeah, but, you know, once you got him on the mound, that's where I think, you know, the future certainly lies, uh, you know, with the four seam, a two seam, the curveball, the changeup. But then it was the splitter to me was, yes. was, you know, just it's a devastating pitch potentially for him. Right. I mean, the bottom just drops out of that thing and it was filthy. I, I mean, it was it was just straight up filthy. And it's the first it's, one he threw in, in his <laughs> bullpen session. I may or may not have uttered one or two four-letter words that can't be spoken on this podcast <laughs> because the action on that thing was so good. Hey, you can say holy on here. Just don't <laughs> say the other word. <laughs> I won't yeah. say the other part, but there was a holy and something else after that when he threw the first one. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I was standing between the pitcher and the catcher kind of, you know, doing the evals on the catchers there uh, while everybody else was evaling the pitchers. and. I mean, I just saw the bottom drop out of that thing and I just turned around and I gave him a look and he just kind of smirked and, uh, you know, it was impressive. I mean, he was up to 88. He's got a little arm side run on the fastball, right? I mean, really good spin rates, uh, over 2,400 on the fastball. The change was good too, I thought, and it really plays off the splitter. Um, but the splitter is the game changer for him, I think, moving forward. You know, but going back to that that changeup, I mean, you're talking about a changeup that was up to 81, right? And it just kind of and it funneled well, like yeah, the movement patterns that the fastball show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I remember right, there was maybe just a little bit more depth to the sink on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you got a guy looking for 86, 88 running on his hands. And then you turn that change up over like that, he's going to get a lot of soft contact with that pitch. Just yeah. getting under barrels, rolling guys over. It was really impressive the way they played off of each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then, then to, you know, just for, for, for giggles, he drops in a you know a sharp breaking curveball, uh, you know at at sixty nine miles per hour, and it's you know that's more than just a get me over curveball. No, I mean he's got two between the split and the curve. He's going to get some swing and miss out of those two. The splits, the power one, but the curveball's got swing and miss action to it. Like it's sharp. It doesn't hump out of the hand. It's going to tunnel well, and it gives him something that goes the opposite direction of his fastball change and his split that's going to bite away from a righty or, I mean, I could see him even being able to back foot that on a lefty. Yeah. With that break, if he's able to maintain that sharp break, that, I mean, that's absolutely a pitch to throw uh, to lefties. And, you know, Reimers again, an, an uncommitted 25 who I think with a heavy spring is going to have a, you know, pretty good chance to to have some conversations with coaches here uh, in terms of, you know, recruiting and, you know, potential to play 
beyond college or beyond high school, excuse me, uh, because he's a guy that just keeps getting better, right? And and when you have an older brother that's kind of been there, done that, uh, you know, and has, has moved on to play at a place like Stanford, you know, that alone is going to get you some attention. But Reimers is more than just the younger brother. He's, you know, a guy that can back up what, what we're saying here. Uh, and that's going to be the exciting part, watching him moving forward. Very much so, so. Those were the guys that really stood out. I thought, you know, those guys had the best days there. Mm-hmm. But that, there were several other kids that had some really good showings. They flashed some things. Um, one guy I want to talk about, he's actually probably the, one of the better 24s we saw at the event, Jack Zirkel out of Foothill High School. Really good athlete. I know the kid's a football player. Um, I've seen him on Twitter. I mean, it is impact defense out there i've seen the guy post some plays on twitter that are just they drop your jaw and then seeing it in person he moves well 87 mile an hour outfield arm velocity and it's accurate online like he he's going to be a guy that's going to wind up somewhere as a center fielder and he's going to make a college program really happy for what he can do in the outfield and the swing's pretty good like it's got top of the order potential He's got some good metrics. He drove some baseballs there, but the defense on it's just on a on a standalone with that is he should be a guy that coaches are taking a look at just for what he can do for them in the outfield. Yeah, I think you know the the two sport guys are are always really intriguing to me. You know, and and Foothill does a really good job of getting football players to play baseball as well and you know they, they're generally pretty successful but I want to go to a guy not at Foothill but at Foothill Tech um, Adam Arth and you know a 2024 62 uh, 185 pound outfielder left-handed pitcher uh, I was impressed with Arth uh, you know I, I had to ask him you know where his school was because because <laughs> it just said Foothill on my sheet and I didn't recall him being at Foothill you know down here in Orange County uh, but you know solid runner um, I thought his BP was was uh, good to very strong good to strong um, you know at, from the left side there bats left throws left uh, pretty good outfield arm at you know hovering around 75 to 77 miles an hour but there's accuracy in the throws moves well good footwork t- took good routes to the ball um, you know just the guy I think who's who's still a little raw um, you know and and you know I know you, you you being a former Juco coach you you like those guys that go to Juco and then go on and I think this is the type of guy that's the ideal candidate for that. Um, because once you get him into, you know, weight training programs and you get him some, you know, higher level, uh, instruction potentially, um, you know, this is a guy I think that's just going to flourish. I agree with you. I actually had a chance to see Adam last spring. He's kind of in my back door up here. He plays at a smaller high school. Um, he faced off against Grace Brethren, uh, Hunter Watkins, who's now at Grand Canyon was throwing that day. And he put together, like, he looked comfortable. He wasn't overmatched against him. I don't remember him having a hit, but I do remember him having a couple decent at-bats against him. And from the time I saw him in spring to this event, he's gotten more physical. Like, there's a good upside there. He's got some really good tools. Just need to continue polishing him. That's a, that's a good one to note on. Uh, yeah. Another 26 that had a, a pretty good day. Two-way guy out of Chaminade. 
prep up here, Eli Stevens, you know, 83-85 on the mound, spun a decent little breaking ball that had some depth to it. Um, big physical corner infielder. He, if I remember right, he left once in BP, and he hit a couple other balls in my notes that were just rockets. Probably a first baseman long-term. It's a 6-2, frame, but he's got some strength, and he's got some interesting two-way potential with him. Yeah, he was he was intriguing, and and the last guy for me that I felt was pretty intriguing is we're gonna go back up to your neck of the woods there at San Marcos High School, uh, Kieran Babayi, yeah. uh, twenty twenty five catcher, you know five ten one fifty five. There's still plenty of room in the frame to add some strength, uh, but man. This guy behind the plate was one of the quietest receivers that mm-hmm. we had there all day. Like the this guy like didn't move almost, right? And and when he did move, the moves were so subtle that you know you it didn't take anything away. It wasn't a distraction, if you will. Um, you know, pretty good arm at 70 miles an hour on the pops. Uh, the catch and throw I thought was strong. Um, the arm works. It, you know, there's accuracy on the throw. You know, he's on the on the first base side of the bag. Um, you know, and then his BP was good. Uh, his BP, his first round, you know, had some pull side. He flashed a little pull side sneaky pop. And then, you know, he would go backside, uh, you know, in the second round. And just a guy that's really intriguing up at uh, San Marcos High School there in Santa Barbara. And a guy yeah, you know, Kieran, really, a guy you know. Really I know well. Kieran pretty well. Kieran's actually, you know, for any college coaches out there listening, the kids handled some pretty good arms between bullpens. He was on varsity as a freshman up there at San Marcos. You know, they had Chase Hoover, who's now at TCU. They had Cole Schoenwetter, fourth rounder from the Reds. And he's been catching those guys since he was a freshman. He also caught another kid named Henry Manfredonia. I know he's a pro case guy back in the day for you guys over and now UCSB kid. So Mm -hmm. he's seen some big time arms. And that's, like you said, it's readily apparent when he catches back there. It's quiet because he's used to seeing... 88, 90, 90, 90 to 7 that are coming at him and a power breaking ball. It's really impressive behind there. And I, you know, knowing Kieran, I was talking to him going into the event, and you can see there's a little bit of nerves there. First time he's come out and done anything with PBR, any type of showcase event, and he's one that's just going to continue to get better and better, and he's going to get his first chance to be the full-time starter up there. He's kind of been a role guy for him for the first two years excited to see what he does now that he's the guy behind the plate for him yeah he it'll be fun to follow him this spring and into the summer um well hardy that that's a wrap on the orange county preseason id um congratulations you made it through your first at the yard podcast <laughs> and you're still upright and breathing so it's a good sign <laughs> um, no pass so, out i didn't curse and i didn't mumble too much yeah, yeah <laughs> right 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 um well shoot man hey appreciate you uh making time to hop on here and talk some guys and uh you know we'll be back uh, pretty quickly with uh some more podcasts um so man thanks thanks for hopping on thank you having me Les. i appreciate it Big thanks to Stephen Hardesty for joining me on the podcast today. Be sure to check out PrepBaseballReport.com for all your news, rankings, and event information. And until next time, we'll see you at the yard.